everybody to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin. Uh, and there's some serious shit going down. Um, we're doing a sit rep here. Uh, typically, we don't do it till I, I don't do them until Sundays, but it's a Saturday. Um, there's just there's a couple really pivotal things going on that I want to talk about, um, mainly in regards to the two most recent Supreme Court rulings around uh, the requirement for um, proof or, or justification that some states were requiring to grant a uh, concealed carry permit or a pistol permit. States like New York, I think in, in this decision, it was specifically New York. Um, and I know I've already seen stuff being shared on the internet that, that California's attorney general is already issuing statements that, you know, to discontinue that practice and they can't, they don't ask for that anymore. Um, and then also, right, the overturn of uh, Roe v. Wade. That's a pretty... Um, I think both of them are very important for different reasons, obviously. I think the Roe v. Wade decision obviously um, bears a lot of historical significance, and we're seeing a lot of fallout right now uh, from that decision. Um, And I'm going to get into it a little bit and just share my thoughts. I'm sure we're going to see more detail come out, more information come out, more everything come out as time passes, but I wanted to... um, just talk about it because I got a lot of things, you know, float around in the brain here. I got, I got a lot of feelings, right? It's very emotional for a number of reasons for a number of people. Um, very important that we talk about it before I get into all that. I want to make sure I say thank you to our presenting sponsor for this episode, eclipseholsters.com guys, check out eclipse holsters. If you need a holster, you need a mag carrier. Um, you know, the right to self-defense is paramount. It's a fundamental right as stated by our constitution. It's God given. Um, which is, you know, somewhat hilarious considering some of the comments and things you see floating around the internet in the last uh, day and a half. But I digress. If you're carrying a gun, you need a quality holster. And you, I believe that, you know, anybody who wants to should should carry a gun and should own their own self-defense. Go to EclipseHolsters.com, guys. Use our discount code PREPAREDMINDSET. That's all one word. PREPAREDMINDSET. It's going to save you 20% off your order. Be empowered to be accountable and to own your own self-defense, your own safety, your own protection. Uh, and for you and your, your family and your friends, go check out Eclipse. You can also get a concealed carry belt. You know, if you're old, rocking the old uh, leather belt off the rack at Walmart, that's a bad time, man. Those things are super floppy. They don't help hold up the weight. Eclipse stocks core belts. So you can pick up a belt. You can pick up a in-the-waistband holster like their Delta or their Sirius. If you have a light-bearing holster, you can pick up some of their uh, mag pouches and you can rock a whole new setup. And if you spend over 99 bucks, they're going to hook you up with free FedEx two-day shipping. On top of the fact that they guarantee in three day, three business days or less, they're going to have that order out to you in the mail. Great, great company. They do awesome work. Uh, all kinds of options there. Uh, so again, head over to ClipsHolsters.com. One more time here for you. Our discount code is, all one word, prepared mindset. Knocks 20% off of your order. Go support Jess uh, and her and her company. They do fantastic work, customer service, lifetime guarantee, all top-notch. If you have questions on anything, feel free to reach out to them. Uh, yeah, EclipseHolsters.com. So, guys, um, I guess we'll start first with the, <clears throat> the Supreme Court decision around the concealed carry. And, uh, I mean, we've been saying this for a while, right? There's a lot of... Uh, government, uh, I, I would say overreach, right? That goes against constitutionality uh, of some things. You know, the right to bear arms is paramount. It's a Second Amendment, right? And a lot of people phrase it as it's the 
the guardian or the protector of the First Amendment, which is obviously the right to, to free speech. So uh, what, what happened, if you haven't been following the media, is it was ruled by the majority of the Supreme Court, right, um, that constitutionally you have the right to carry a pistol in public or a weapon in public, right? Um, open carry has never actually been illegal, um, as long as you are legally allowed to possess that firearm, obviously, um, but without getting into all that. This uh, specifically addresses issues where states like, you know, very, very, very blue states like New York and California and Hawaii um, had required that you submit an application requesting a concealed carry license. And then it was at the basically the decision of your uh, your government, your state government, right, to grant you or deny you a pistol permit. Um, and I saw a post yesterday, I think, from Tulsi Gabbard, who is from Hawaii, and had an issue with a stalker who had, you know, was making death threats and wanted to, you know, chop off her head and stuff, um, and went and spoke to an individual, uh, a high-ranking official in the, uh, you know, police department, you know, near where she was, and asked, hey, if I were to go ahead and put this application in, would it be approved? And, you know, well, it, basically not, probably not. Um, so it was a gatekeeping effort by Democrat-run states, you know, that they don't, or, or, or cities, I guess, in some instances, sure, you know. Um, but for the most part, it's a, it's a state-level issue. Uh, they don't want people owning guns <clears throat> because the Dem the Democrat politics, the liberal politics, the left-side politics, whatever term you want to use, right, um, guns are the problem. Guns are bad. You don't need that. You don't need to carry a gun. But then we have outrage over these mass shooting incidents, like in Buffalo, New York, where, you know, I've seen it described as a racist hate crime. I've seen it described as a mass shooting tragedy. You know, I've seen it described as, uh, you know, horrific loss of life, right? <clears throat> and we don't want to address the issue. We want to just blame the guns and remove from the equation the intervention of an armed trained civilian, we want to demonize guns. We want to demonize the Second Amendment. We want to vilify gun owners uh, in this country. And it's not fixing things. That's why we have so many more of these tragedies and, and awful incidents is because we are allowing as a general populace to be disarmed. We are allowing us to be targeted. Uh, evil's going to find a way. Okay. Um, <clears throat> something else that's worth pointing out is you know, the gun grabbers keep screaming for an assault weapons ban, right? Uh, oh, yeah, we tried that one, okay? And all these little, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I guess millennials, um, I guess maybe, I guess Gen Z might be more correct a description, um, but they share this stuff all over social media, right? They're, they're 18, they're 19, they're 20, 21, 22 years old. Um, they're not old enough to remember that we actually had an assault weapons ban from like 94 to 2004, and it wasn't renewed by Congress because the independent study revealed that there was little, if any, impact by having that in place. <clears throat> and if you want to look at, you know, how to justify that statement, two major things that happened during that time period, I think, that justify that is, one is the Columbine High School shooting, right? It's the it's the blueprint for modern school shootings that is, um, it's brought up anytime we have a school shooting, it's, it's referenced a lot. And that was during the assault weapons ban. 
those assholes did that at the school with handguns and shotguns and pistol caliber carbines. They did all of that. Um, they also did pipe bombs, which was were not, I mean, outlawed by the uh, assault weapons ban. They're outlawed by other laws and, you know, semi-reasonable regulation for things like munitions and stuff. Um, but we don't acknowledge that. <clears throat> that it, they didn't stop that, right? Probably one, the deadliest school shooting uh, or one of in the last 30 years. It was during the Clinton assault weapons ban. Another one worth looking at that a lot of people don't want to recognize is the North Hollywood shootout, which I think took place in like 96, um, maybe 97 in North Hollywood uh, in California, which already has very, very strict gun control. Um, and here's the thing. The robbers illegally obtained modified AK platform rifles, um, modified HK rifles, 75-round Chinese-made drum magazines and thousands and thousands of rounds of ammunition that were all apparently supposed to be illegal and barred during this assault weapons ban, and yet that happened. What they don't tell you is that, like, three years prior to that, the two main masterminds of that assault and robbery, and they actually committed a handful of other uh, robberies prior to that, uh, were arrested. They were arrested and found to be in possession of similar weapons and ammunition and things like that, I want to say it was like 93, 94 from what I was looking at. And they were given like a 18 month sentence. If that, I think maybe they did maybe a year of jail time. So I think maybe we're looking at the wrong issues and asking the wrong questions. Maybe if the you know district attorney had filed, you know, uh, stronger charges for these guys who were clearly, um, you know, not in their right mind or violating the laws that were put in place, you know, as pro 2A as I am, you got to play the game to win the game. So if you want the legislation changed, if you want the system to change, if you want access to different things, you have to do it the appropriate way. Um, but these guys were clearly out of their minds and, you know, drug addicts and had all kinds of problems. Um, got off with like a year sentence. And as soon as they got back out, went straight back to Robin Banks. And um, eventually, you know, the North Hollywood shootout is, it's very well known. If you've ever seen the movie SWAT, with uh, Colin Farrell and Samuel L. Jackson, which is not exactly a great film, but the beginning of that film is uh, they're they're reenacting or pseudo reenacting the North Hollywood shootout um, at a bank. Um, it's I mean, look it up if you've never heard of it. Look it up. There's also like a made-for-TV movie with uh, I think Michael Madsen that depicts it. But those were I mean, again, it's during the assault weapons ban. So anyway. The Supreme Court rules that we we don't need to justify it because it's a right. So that's huge. That's a big win <clears throat> for those of us in the pro two A space. That's uh you're gonna see, and I think based off of the language they used in that decision, I think it's gonna set some legal precedent that's actually gonna help leverage more pro two A decisions um, in the lower courts, which is a good thing for us. Obviously, the the crappy part, um, it, it it takes time. You know, none of these cases get seen in a super expedient manner. Um, I know the New York one has been, I mean, it's been a couple of years. People have been battling uh, against that issue in New York for a very long time. And the Supreme Court, you know, we're in, it's 20, we're halfway through 2022 and that we finally have a decision from the Supreme Court, right? So keep that in mind. Um, it may take some time, but there is an established decision and, you know, legal precedent to build off of. So this is going to be, this is going to be big. 
especially in those blue states where people are being restricted with, you know, oh, we have to grant you a permit to be able to have a firearm that you can carry concealed. Um, it may hopefully lead into some better you know, decisions, discussions around things like magazine capacity, um, caliber restrictions, things like that, which, you know, it, it's kind of ridiculous that they want to just, you know, slowly wear away and chisel away at the Second Amendment and erode that to the point of, you know, hey, um, <clears throat> you know, we have we've compromised so much that we've just given everything away. And honestly, this is in the wake of, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I said we had two, you know, Supreme Court decisions, but we also had our gun control bill signed into law here in the United States. It passed the House and the Senate. And of course, President Biden, good old Brandon, Jimmy Brandon, right? He couldn't, he couldn't wait to sign that one into law. And, uh, you know, God willing, you know, this is going to, this is going to fix all the problems. And there are parts of the bill I actually do like because it, it, well, I'll say I like it because there are, from the media's description, which could be, you know, take that for what it's worth, right? It says it, it, it earmarks millions of dollars for school safety. And I think that that's the first legislative move that we've carried out that will actually meaningfully impact the school shooting issue. We sent all that money over to Ukraine. We spent all this money on, you know, all kinds of stupid shit in this country. We really do. You know, the stimulus packages that came through. If you ever look at the breakdown of those, there was millions of dollars sent to certain colleges and things like that. Just because these politicians are just some of the worst people and, and uh, greedy and selfish people ever. <clears throat> but I digress, right? Um, there are a couple things that make it a little bit better. Um, I did, and I think that's the biggest one, is that it puts money towards mental health. I think it puts money toward fortifying our schools to some degree and safety measures at our schools. Um, now I read that it does enhance, and I don't, I don't know the specifics yet, but it does enhance background checks for individuals 18 to 21 years of age, something to do with mental health screenings. Um, more to come on that later, I'm sure. Um, I don't know enough about our background check system to know how we can enhance it to include better mental health screening. Um, I hope that it has a desired impact and is effective. I really, I really do. Um, because in a lot of these instances of these tragic shootings that we've come across, not all of them, but at a lot of them, uh, law enforcement was aware of these individuals, um, radical behavior. They made social media posts. In some instances, they wrote manifestos, um, but the big thing is that the FBI and local law enforcement in most of these scenarios was aware of this individual and their uh, radical behavior and erratic behavior and their <clears throat> plans to carry out violence and did nothing. Or in the case of Uvalde, Texas, um, which is kind of what sparked all of this, uh, where 19 children and two teachers were viciously murdered. It was very tragic. Um the police sat outside the room for 45 minutes before they made entry. And I had mentioned this in another episode, and I really wasn't trying to quarterback it because I don't know a lot about law enforcement and military tactics um, other than to say that 45 minutes is ridiculous. And then I've had multiple people in law enforcement make the statement that active shooter training, rule number one, get in as fast as you can. You swear your life as a, as a peace officer, that's, that, that comes with the job. 
And I, there's a lot of people, myself included, that given the choice, well, do I want to get shot? <clears throat> no, no. No, I don't want to get shot. But do I want to see children massacred like that? No. No, it's horrific. Y you put yourself on the line. There's eight of you, and there's one shooter in there. And I don't want to get into that. You know, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. But, um, <clears throat> you know, that's... And there's a lot to unpack there. And I think that, you know, enforcing the laws we have on the books might be the most effective gun control we have, which, hey, if this is putting more money towards enforcing those things, cool. Um, I also think it's really funny because the left was screaming, defund the police, defund the police, pulling money, money away from training budgets, which are how you learn things like active shooter training as a police officer. Um, they would scream, defund the police, but the, the first ones would be outraged when... Um, a, min a minority citizen is killed because, oh, there's not enough de-escalation. There's not non-violent options or um, non-fatal training and non-fatal options. It's like, yeah, <clears throat> you took away all of our money for training. How are we supposed to do this? We have guys running, riding out around one to a car. You don't have a partner. Your backup is minutes away because we're spread so thin. So in a lot of ways... Um, the left is the enemy in a lot of these scenarios because they are strategically making a lot of these things happen through actions that they claim to be for the better good. You know, oh, we don't need more police officers. We need to defund the police. Police are the issue. But then when we look at school shooting tragedies, why was this allowed to happen? Oh, it's the gun's fault. No, it's there's a lot of things that come into play here. The gun is a small part of it, a very small part of it. And I don't think that restricting millions and millions and millions of people's basic human rights to self-defense and defense of liberty, <clears throat> and that's not perceived liberty, that's actual liberty, by the way, you know, um, that's not the answer. It's really, it's just not. So again, we have this gun control bill. I'm sure we're going to see how this shakes out. I know it adds, it closes up the quote, boyfriend loophole um, by defining or, or putting a broader definition, I guess, around, um, relationships, you know, not, not, you know, strictly putting it around marriage and things like that. Um, the red flag laws bit is concerning, um, because, you know, we've seen swatting as a thing, right? You call the police, oh, hey, send, you know, they have the hostage situation, you know, send a SWAT team in and it's somebody who's just streaming video games online and it's haha, hilarious and stupid. Um, these red flag laws, I think is going to empower a lot of Karens out there to, to say and do a lot of stupid ass shit, but it's where we're at. Um, again, maybe this this decision from the Supreme Court helps to uh, to combat some of what we're going to run into there. So we'll see. Um, the other thing is the Roe v. Wade decision. Um, if you guys haven't been watching the news, which I find hard to believe given the outrage by the number of people that are posting stupid ass shit on Facebook. Um, the Supreme Court did overturn the Roe v. Wade decision, which federally protects the right to, or federally protects, yeah, the right to uh, abortion, right? Um, and it's a very divisive issue on the left and on the right, you know? Um, the left is screaming that we need abortions, and the right is screaming, nope, because that's a life. Um, I think a lot of people are somewhere in the middle. I think that myself personally, I am mostly, I will say mostly, pro-choice, because I know that there's a lot of reasons why you may need an abortion. I've had close family members who and, and friends who had to have an abortion 
unfortunately, and it was it was very sad, and they were deeply depressed afterwards. But in a lot of instances, um, issues with pregnancy, it can endanger the life of the mother, it can endanger the life of the baby and the mother. You know, there is a reason to have an abortion. So I think that it's a very gray issue, and I think that we're making it very divisive on politics. Um, I guess there's a lot to unfold here, but the first thing is now all of a sudden amidst this stupid-ass January 6th committee, which is the committee digging into and investigating the quote-unquote, um, you know, attack on the Capitol, right, the insurrection at the Capitol, uh, we have representative leadership like Maxine Waters and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez coming out and and crying for people to, screaming for people to get to take to the streets and uprise. We will not respect the decision of the Supreme Court. So it's okay for those leaders on the left to scream against the government, rail against the government, and try to empower the people to rise up. But when it was the right side doing it, which, I, I mean, you never had Donald Trump actually come out and tell people that they should, you know, storm the Capitol and everything. I mean, show up and protest, I, I believe he did say that and supported that. I don't think he ever told anyone to actually storm the building and mount an insurrection, but that's what they're alleging. Um, so again, it's it's fine for the left side, not fine for the right side, because who controls the narrative on all this? The media that backs the left side for almost everything and all liberal points of view. So basically, it doesn't make abortion illegal. It removes the, the Roe v. Wade decision that federally protects it, meaning that it basically puts the power of decision in the state's hands, um, which for a lot of places means that you we're still going to have access to abortion. In some red states, you may have to travel for it. Now, again, I'm pro-choice. I see that there's... I'm mostly pro-choice. I see there's a lot of reasons, medically speaking, that you need, you can justify the need for an abortion. Now, I am not in favor of just, you know, goofy-ass promiscuous sex and going out and getting knocked up and, uh, you know, and, and oh, well, I'm just going to terminate the pregnancy and then go out and do more drugs and party more and drink more. Oh, I got pregnant again. I'm, you know, um, and there's jokes about, you know, uh, punch cards and 10th ones free. And I've seen some kind of, you know, gnarly, nasty stuff like that. But um, it, I think it was, you know, there's, Somewhere in the middle, I think, is the right area for this decision, but um, that's not how we're handling this. There's a lot of people on social media now, oh, when, you know, girls just want to have fun, but they cross out fun and write basic human rights, which is hilarious because they couldn't, they couldn't, they weren't, ha they were all too happy to give away your right to self-defense and protection with this gun control bill. I've seen uh, people posting, oh, the only acceptable way to kill babies is with guns. They want to bring the guns into the issue, into the discussion, because now they're pissed off that their constitutional rights are being infringed upon, uh, and it is upsetting them. But it was okay when my constitutional right to carry a firearm was being infringed upon by lawmakers trying to, you know, push through some legislation that would make me a felon overnight or whatever. And then the flip side of that is, yeah, wow, an overreaching and allegedly tyrannical government. If only there were a way to resist and stand up to the government. Oh, that's right. Firearms. The Second Amendment. It literally says to resist a tyrannical government. But we want to get rid of the Second Amendment. Like, it's just, it's so obvious and in the face. It's ridiculous that people are actually talking about why, you know, guns have more rights. I saw that post too. Uh, one day, I hope as a woman, I have as many rights as, as guns do. 
and it's it's just it's asinine and it's ridiculous and it's fucking stupid. Now again, there's a lot to unpack with the Roe v. Wade decision, and it upends like 50 years legal precedent. But you see a lot of people on the left side throwing an absolute fit about this, putting posters all over towns, you know, urging people to take to the street and tonight we riot. Um, I've seen a lot of posts now they're being shared all over Instagram uh, to attack the radical Christians that are in rural cities that and. That's where we're going to hit them hard because they don't have their own police departments or fire departments or, you know, ways to protect themselves. And that's where we're going to strike back. And, oh, it's an issue of Christianity. Like, no, it's not. It's not an issue of Christianity. It's an issue of legality. And, uh, by the way, most of our elected officials, definitely like most of our past presidents have been Protestants. Not, you know, it's slightly different. Um, And there's a lot of religions around the world that that don't that don't condone abortion. Okay, it's not just Christians. And as a Catholic myself, I'm not a huge Catholic. I'll be the first one to admit it. There are a lot of people that practice and are more devout than than I am. Um, and they want to, you know, people want to run to, you know, oh, separation of church and state. It's not a religious issue. It's really not. Now you can make the emotional, you can have the emotional reaction to jump to that because you're grasping for any and every reason to defend your standpoint. And I get that because your rights are under attack. You feel attacked. You want as much ammo to fight for your position as possible. The same way that we did with our right to bear arms being under attack and has been under attack for the last 50 years. So, you know, it, yeah, it kind of stings, right? It kind of sucks when your, your liberties and your life and your freedoms are being removed and made illegal by a government, right? So we'll see how this all really shakes out. I think that <clears throat> I think that we're gonna have we're gonna have states in this country that will be very blue and they will keep the abortion uh, option open on the table, right? I think that we'll have red states in this in this uh, union, right? That will ban abortion. There's been a bunch of companies that have already come out and said that they'll pay for their employees to travel if they need an abortion, um, which, I, I mean, that's neither here nor there, in my opinion. Um, I think one thing that we could see falling out from this is that it's a lot of these, uh, quote, purple states we see, where people were leaving states like California to move to Texas, and they were kind of bringing a very leftist and liberal influence into Texas, I think you'll probably see some of those uh, people move out and move back to states that have more liberal-leaning laws and policies and things, um, which could be very good. You know, I think so. if you reinforce those uh, Republican strongholds or those conservative strongholds, I should say, where people are very conservative or very libertarian, um, I think that that's only for the better, you know, and gives uh, the Electoral College a little bit more power um, which is good because the Electoral College is a big part of our, our voting system. And I think that for people that are upset about anything right now, whether it's the gun control bill for a lot of people, whether it's Roe v. Wade for others, I think that the only way that this gets better is people have to be more engaged in our political system. You know, we only ever have, you know, less than, I mean, 
look at the statistics. I don't have it in front of me, but I know it's a low percentage of people that actually turn out to vote in this country. But everyone wants to bitch about it and everyone wants to go out and you want to loot and burn and riot and protest and, and say ugly things to people because they don't share your fucking opinion. Um, you want to talk shit about the country that even gives you the right and the liberty, which, I mean, granted is under assault, but gives you the ability to say bad things about it. I mean, if you're in China, right, the state police come and arrest your ass. Same thing with a lot of countries around the world where you cannot speak ill of your country. But here in the United States, you can. You have that liberty. You have that freedom. And it is guaranteed to you by the First Amendment. But you don't engage with the system. Start reaching out to your elected leadership. You know what I did for the last two weeks? I emailed my state senators, Debbie Stabenow and Gary Peters, and asked them not to vote for the gun control bill for all the good that it did. They're like pretty, they're pretty devout Democrats that sit there and lie about, you know, <clears throat> we... Oh, I came from a hunting community. Oh, I, I was in the Navy Reserve. Oh, we, we have a great appreciation for the Second Amendment. And they're full of shit. But I reached out and I let my voice be known. Now that I know how they vote on key issues to me, come midterm elections in, oh, I don't know, four months here, I I am going to make my voice heard by with my vote at the state level. For my senators, my governor, elected leadership within the state, you vote. I mean, yeah, take some time, do your research. We talk about research here a lot for things like gear, firearms, kit, but do your research on your elected officials. You have nobody else to blame. And I apologize, my phone keeps going off. I got stuff going on today, but you have nobody else to blame on this if you won't be a productive part of the solution. You can't just sit here and do nothing and expect things to happen and change. You do nothing, nothing changes. That's how the world works, right? It's not going to get better. For you or for anyone else, if you don't do something, go out and vote. <clears throat> I know the left had that huge campaign, right? Everyone get out and vote. Let's bust people to vote. Oh, everyone get, you know, vote. I saw people posting online. Oh, we got to get Trump out. Anybody needs a ride to go vote? Let me know. I'll come pick you up and take you. We all need to go out and vote. And I have buddies in the 2A space that straight up told me, I don't vote. And I don't know why. Because it through that inaction, we end up with people in political office a, that stay there for fucking ever, but B, that are lobbying to take away our rights, like gun control or alternative. I mean, the Roe v. Wade thing is not a political issue. It's not. It was a Supreme Court issue. And even moderate judges like Clarence Thomas were part of the the, the opinion that that made this the decision. So this isn't a Republican or Democrat thing. So you can't even bring the party into it because it wasn't a law that was passed. It was a decision made by the court. And that it's, it just is how it is, all right? You can get pissed because Trump got to appoint two conservative-leaning judges. It, it is what it is. You know, that's how it works. He made the decision. He was in office. We elected him into office. You know, uh, Biden got to appoint a, a Supreme Court justice as well. And guess what? It was still a 6-3 to three vote, meaning that, you know, hey, it got overturned. So if you want these things to change, if you want a voice in, in all of this, if you have to vote, you have to talk with your leadership, do it. Look at what we're doing here with this podcast. I know we reach a relatively small number of people um, compared to some other podcasts or media voices and things, but we talk about it. You listen to this, you're going to, you're going to hear some of these issues. Hopefully it's going to spur you to go out and do your own research. Then either you agree with me, you prove me wrong, you don't agree with me, whatever, but you're learning. And in that regard, mission successful. 
because at least then you're more educated, you know more about the, the topic, you know more about the issue, and you have a better educated standpoint from which to make your decision. When you go vote, when you, you know, how you live your life, when you go buy a firearm, when you don't go buy a gun, I mean, what the fuck ever, right? But we cannot continue to just float through life like lumps of shit in this country and hope that things are going to get better and get pissed when they don't. So that's my rant over. All right. Um, you know, those are some some pretty big things that are going on. I'm sure this is not the last that we hear of it. Uh, but as things are very fresh and still developing, and we may very well end up, this is the weekend of the you know June 25th and going into the 4th of July holiday, we, ve- we, we very well may see violence um, in the streets over this Roe v. Wade decision. Uh, my wife received an email from work telling her, I mean, she was working from home yesterday, so it was a non-issue, but telling people that were in the corporate offices you know, we want everybody out out the door by four o'clock if at all possible because we are expecting civil unrest. That's a pretty big deal, <laughs> you know. When you're telling you're sending people home from work because you're concerned for their well being and how people are going to take to the streets because, you know, people act like fucking animals over this shit. And I, I mean, not to say it again, but like it's usually the people on the left side that throw these fits. You know, when Donald Trump lost the election, yeah, we had the whole January sixth thing. But we didn't go burning down cities across the country. Not the way that it happened when Trump got elected, certainly, in 2016, or the George Floyd issue, you know, in 2020, where people just started burning everything down because civil unrest and Black Lives Matter. And yeah, the, the biggest issue for this is, or the biggest way to correct this is to just burn shit down and ruin people's lives and livelihood, whether they're white, black, Hispanic, Asian American, whatever. We're going to go fucking fuck some shit up. That's going to fix this. I even had people online, oh, you know, uh, make posts and comment and tell me that that uh, rioting and looting is the most effective form of protest. Like, that's not protest, dude. That's not a protest. That's You're just being an asshole. It does nothing to advance anyone's position for anything. It doesn't. Go look at effective protesting. Go do some research. That's not what that is. That's just being an asshole, and it's actually setting your cause back because you just build for people on the fence. They see that kind of behavior, and it pushes them the other direction. It's general psychology. So, at any rate, I digress, guys. Um, like I said, rant over. Um, we're certainly going to see more about this, but I did because it's so fresh in everyone's mind. Want to kind of put my thoughts out there, and um, I welcome you guys to you know DM me over. Instagram, Facebook Messenger, um, shoot us an email, prepared.mindset.podcast at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know your thoughts. Um, maybe you disagree with me and I'm an asshole. I'm, I'm down to hear it, you know. Um, let me know what you think. If you guys want to hear us uh, talk about this more or, or bring somebody on to talk about it, let me know. We'll do what we can. Uh, and we'll have another guest coming on this week. Um, that's scheduled for Thursday. I think you guys are going to really dig it. And until then... You guys stay safe out there. Uh, be aware. You know, we, we things may very well get spicy. Um, but until next time, get out there, work hard, train smarter, and like we always say here, be prepared. <laughs>